0: Hola, soy Miguel Montos González, coming to you one more time on Firme, Cuentos y Arte Podcast, from Spokane, Washington. That's right, the west side of the country, the east side of the state. Mm-hmm. You know, I just had some thoughts the other day on El Phoenix Artes, the, the website the online Mercado, and as I thought about that, I was looking at where sales are coming from, and where the traffic is coming from, and to me, it looks like the majority of sales are coming from out of Washington State. The majority of them are coming from the East Coast. Yeah. It's really interesting how the majority of my work that I see being sold on LTNXArtes.com is being purchased from D.C., from Maryland, from Virginia, from... Florida. From New York. Pennsylvania. Yeah. There's a lot of East Coast purchases from the Metcalfo. And I'm not saying that there aren't any in in Washington. But there have been very, very few. Yeah, I don't know exactly what that's supposed to mean. But... What I'm thinking it means, <laughs> and this is just an interpretation, is that there is a difference when it comes to cultural arts, when it comes to arts related to our, our heritage and our languages and that individual culture that we, we derive from, a lot of that... It seems to be, I guess you can say, not celebrated, but I guess more openly active in the East Coast. And it makes me wonder if it's the number of immigrants that came in to New York that have established homes. wonder about the diversity of the D.C. area. Having been there several times and spent you know some fair amount of time there, I, I wonder if they're just more culturally comfortable in themselves there than in other parts of the country. Now, I haven't seen any purchases come from Chicago Indiana Wisconsin you know the northern central US I haven't seen anything in that that area there um, of course after the East Coast it would be Texas and that seems to be the second highest spot and on the west coast it's all formula all of all California you know it's trying to study that and understanding where the cultura is where are gente living today where are they open and, and expressive in language and art in theater and dance in music where, where are they out in the community practicing and, and celebrating this in the country and it seems to be very heavy on the east side of the country, and as I look at cultural arts organizations, as I look at organizations that are focused on hinting and what we're doing, there's a lot going on in the east coast. I mean, it's not to say that there isn't anything going on in Denver. There's a nice place in Denver. Oh, there's an amazing place in Denver. Some great spaces down in California, Texas, oh my gosh, places I've been a part of personally that are just amazing, and you can find some beautiful original local art there. The East Coast is just, it's just really surprising me, and it makes me wonder about how Hente moves across the country, how we move for work how we move for family, how we move for opportunity for our family. There are different ways of interpreting opportunities for family, It, it could be a monetary thing, it could be a cultural thing, it could be the fact that maybe somebody moved to the East Coast because they went to school there, they went to university there. And they really connected with the the people in that area, in the little neighborhood or a community, that they decided, you know, I want to go back. And they keep going back to see friends and to be a part of, you know, things happening there. That they decide, you know what, I, I think I want to move here. I think I want to live here. I like the vibe. I like the events. I like the places I can go to. People in the community are just—it's just really happening for me. So I want to move there. You know, I can see that. That's something that my older stepdaughter is is discussing amongst herself, her friends, her family—something that she has on her mind. Because when she um, went to school, she went out there to GW as a freshman, and she live there in dc very if not on campus it'd be very close to campus in downtown dc which is you know the center area there man for those of you that don't know gw uh university is it's not very far from the Capitol, from the national mall and the smithsonian network of museums i mean it's it's Quite literally, it's right there. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a good walk, but it's right there in that core of, of what people know as D.C., Washington D.C. And yeah, she she spent a good amount of time there. She spent five years there. She was able to accomplish her master's degree, and you know she reached the goals she wanted to at that time, and. She went back to San Antonio to be near family again, to be near the grandparents, you know, and to be in a space where she had missed and been away from five years. She wanted to go. Wanted to go home. You know, and she had a choice because about that time, well, her mom and I and the younger brother we're getting ready to move from San Antonio to Spokane. So we told her, you know, I said, well, you know, of course, yeah, when you leave D.C. and you go to San Anto, you could also move with us too if you'd like and go see what, what you know, Washington State is like. And, of course, you know, it's up to you. Whatever you want to do, we support you. But, you know, it's, it's, you, you've got choices. You know, you don't have to just go to San Anto. You can go go here too and just kind of be with us and you know look for work here and see what opportunities may arise and she said no no I want to go to San Anto that's that's where I want to go and she thought about it but that's what she decided on and you know I'm, I'm glad that she did because she went to San Antonio, she started working as a teacher and she's been pretty happy there she likes the school she's at she can really connect with the, the kids that are about the same age as her brother so it's kind of like the kids kind of freak out about that I guess or they enjoy that, <laughs> I don't know but they, they connect with her you know and, and she's 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 I guess you can say she's truly mentally, socially she's built to be a teacher she has that within her That's that's her, she's a teacher. She's there to share, she's there to educate. She's there to connect with people. And that's, that's what she does, it's who she is. And in that, you know, she, I'm glad, in a way I'm very glad that she didn't come up to Washington because after being here for about a year or two, there was some big situation and money for the state that they could no longer pay teachers and money, money, and we can't afford everything, and we don't know how to take care of our money. So we had a big teacher problem here in Washington across the state where a lot of school districts had to lay off teachers. And if you just kind of think about that for just a minute, and you think, okay, When I'm all grown up and I get a job, what's a job that will always be in demand? That nobody will ever say, well, we just, we don't need you. We're gonna have to lay you off. Teachers, preachers, and cops. Let's just admit it. They're never gonna lay off teachers, preachers, and cops. Well, the current political and situation going on, the employment of police officers. Yeah, there's some things going on with that. <laughs> then, yeah, I don't know. Some cops may be losing some jobs, perhaps. I don't know, we'll see what happens there. Teachers, well, of course, in Washington state. No, sorry. Any teacher that has taught in the state of Washington for less than three years know, for the, it's the newest, lowest teacher on the rung, you're pretty much going to lose your job. So they had eventually, in in District 81, they they essentially sent out a letter saying, at the end of the school year, all teachers are terminated. And we're only going to take back the teachers that have had, of course, seniority, the most seniority. And the most um, uniqueness about their career, because there were some speech pathologists, you know, some some specialty educators like that. That it's extremely rare to, to to find them. So of course they have they took them back immediately. And then you've got all the senior teachers out there that have been teaching in in some ways thirty plus years well, they took them back, but then it made me think, why? I mean, not to be gotcha, but <laughs> if they've been teaching for 30 years, wouldn't they be close to retiring? Wouldn't they have to eventually be replaced? I mean, really, I mean, I get that you want experience, you want that, but you also want to be forward thinking and say, okay, do I want to take, do I want to take the old one with a few years or do I want to take the young one that has a fresh mind. That the experience will build will last me another thirty years. I don't know. We find a happy medium, you know. And when it came to to letting go of teachers, well, I think, well, gosh, I had my stepdaughter come to to Spokane and, and work here as a teacher. She would have lost her job. What she'd be doing now, there's no telling what she'd be doing. And I thought, wow, yeah, she, she'd be out, man. She'd be unemployed looking for work. Because even my wife was unemployed getting ready to look for work. And she's an educator of 20 years. She has her Ph.D. in bicultural literacy and learning. And... I mean, she has built and written programs that people use today in the state of Texas on bilingual education. However, on a piece of paper, on a list, all that they compared were teachers that had, for example, three years or less time in the state of Washington. So they they compared her to a teacher that's only been teaching for three years, like fresh out of college that's how they rated people as just that was the one metric who's been here less than 3 years. So, she got wise. She sent out her, her resume all over the place, man. Universities, everything. Interviews, she was doing really good. And she thought, you know, they have a, a an immersion program here in the district. What the hell. What, like I I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to apply for it even though they're not going to hire for it. I'm going to apply for it. And you know, I was like, what are they going to do? What, are they going to fire me or something? Is that what they're going to do? They're going to lay me off because I'm doing... No. So she did, and that's how she ended up working in that program because they actually did something. They actually read a resume. They actually talked with her and listened to her background and her experience. And they were like, yeah, only having one metric of how many years you've been in this... J- Making that a deciding factor whether or not to keep somebody, yeah, that's just not really smart. That's not effective in practice. So that's how she moved to an immersion program, and that's how our daughter ended up really growing and, and just developing in in education down in Texas. Which now she's thinking about going to D.C. She's undecided. You know, she's got a little house. That she rents, and she 's got her two doggies, and she 's getting a network of friends and community there, but she also has a network of friends and community in d c that she has as a part that 's five years of her life, you know, and she goes back there often she travels there quite a bit that it 's a decision what do I do? where do I go how do where where do I want to be you know and I can see that in a lot of a lot of gente where do I go, where do I want to be you know, I I like where I am now but I also like where I was a few years ago and that's kind of of course where I am in my life too you know, I think to myself self, dude you know, San Anto was great the Chicano arts culture of Texas was amazing you did so well. You, you, Anytime you wanted to have a show, you had a show. Anytime somebody said, let's put something together, you were a part of it. You know? If I could show you my CV, 20 years of exhibition and shows over the past 20 plus years at like... 5 to 6 shows a month. <laughs> I mean seriously, at this point you stop you stop counting, man. You stop counting. There's been so much that's been done. And then come here to Spokane and here we have, you know, a little bit of cultural expression and some public art that was privately funded and put on the wall of a business. So it's, when you think about it, not quite defined as public art. It's more private art on display. Because that mural actually belongs to somebody. That that was destroyed. And it makes me think, wow, you know. Is that really enticing for people to want to come to Spokane? Is that really encouraging people to want to be a part of a community? Maybe that's why Henta doesn't want to be around white people in general. Maybe that's why we've never had a cultural space. Because they figure, you know, if we we open these doors, they're just going to get trashed. I, I can't afford to have to deal with that. Financially, emotionally, I can't deal with that. So people just give up before they even try. Yeah. So it makes me wonder, you know, just the way hint that moves around the way culture moves around, and no matter where people go, you should always just display your culture, be who you are you know there's no need to assimilate to come into a neighborhood or to come into some other person's space you know that's that thing you should never have to adapt to to the local likes but but bring your own bring your own culture bring your you are who you are. And that's what you're always going to be, you know. I, I have no problem being myself in the community here in Spokane, Washington. I get looks, you know. My son, he gets looks because of his skin and his when he speaks Spanish at the grocery store when his mom talks with him in Spanish in public. But you know what I really don't care because that's who I am you know it's not like I mock the people here to their face because they don't do what I do no in my mind I may think something I <laughs> okay, got you, right no in my mind you know I, I can think whatever I want I can, and it, it doesn't matter because it's, it's my own personal thought it's keeping it to my, my own self and I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not insulting anybody. I'm not bringing anybody down. I'm allowing them to be who they want to be. Do I have to agree with it? No. But do I have to respect who they are? I should. Yes. And that, in, in that action, that's exactly what I do. I have my own personal thoughts, but I don't have to voice them, because what I should do is I should respect them for being themselves as they should respect other people for being themselves. So that's something that I see that that the the west side of the country has some difficulty with, and that's something that I see that eastern Washington has some real difficulty with on respect, just letting people be who they are. And in all that, you know, I don't know, I'm not here to to make the community what I want it to be but you know I just want it to be something more mutual for all of us I just want it to be some place that's comfortable to be in to live in to create in, to love in to have a family in and that's that's really all of it that I think that most people want is they just want to have a good space to be in right now Spokane is not it's got some some growing some growing up so in all that that is my that is my platica for today just kind of talking about where the culture is where the community is where I see things happening for gente and in terms of the arts it's It's here. It really is here. We have it. We just need to continue to create it, to display it, and have these open dialogues. That people need to be here so they can learn how to coexist. Yeah, we all need to learn how to coexist. I need to learn how to coexist better. We all do. We can all be better. But the only way we're going to be better is if we actually get up and try. Like I said yesterday, it won't just magically happen. We need to actually put forth the effort and try. So we close another week, getting ready to reset, recharge, and come back again to get back into the daily grind of, of the work that we do, the communities that we're a part of, and keep marching forward. The progress for everybody. Solidaridad. Bueno. Mm.